What's up, guys? My name is Brian Chairs, the host of Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, the podcast. That's what you're listening to right now. It is Friday, and it is time to get started. Um, full disclosure, there will not be a guest this week. I'm still working extremely hard on getting a very special guest for an upcoming episode of the podcast. We talked about recording this week. We thought it was going to happen. It fell through at the last minute, but that's okay. I'm excited. I'm still looking forward to it, and I will announce who that is very soon once we get all the details locked down. Um, but for today, it's going to be just me. We still have a huge week of wrestling to talk about. We have a new WWE champion in The Miz. The big show, Paul White, is in AEW. Plus, so much more has happened this week. We got a Revolution pay-per-view coming up for AEW. We had the Elimination Chamber for WWE last weekend. It's a big week. Let's just get right into it. Um, I just mentioned two of the biggest stories of the week. The Miz is the WWE champion. We'll start there. He cashed in his money in the bank against Drew McIntyre at the Elimination Chamber this past Sunday. Drew came in in the third spot in the chamber, uh, outlasted everybody else. He beat Sheamus. Uh, AJ Styles, Jeff Hardy, um, man, I, I'm blanking on who else, but Drew got it done, and he was the WWE champion, and then awesome hit across the speakers, and we had The Miz come out, cash in that briefcase, and win the WWE title. Uh, it may not be for very long, but and we'll get into that, but The Miz deserves the title. The Miz has been around since... 2006, 2000, yeah, I want to say 2006, uh, 2004 actually is when he had the tough enough thing go on. Um, he didn't win the tough enough, uh, million dollar tough enough, but you know, I, I believe he came in runner up and if tough enough has shown us anything, it, it, it's better to lose tough enough than win it because, uh, all of the losers of that show have gone on to be more successful than any of the winners. So, um, that's a good thing for Miz, and you know, he won the WWE title 10 years ago. Uh, he cashed in Money in the Bank at that time against Randy Orton on Raw. And 10 years later, he cashed in Andrew McIntyre, and he's the WWE champion. I saw a stat the other day. He is the first ever two-time Grand Slam champion. And uh, that's pretty impressive. Uh, for a guy who was kicked out of locker rooms and uh, pretty much hated by the internet community and uh, a lot of the wrestlers you hear in the back, back in you know, the mid 2000s weren't fans of his. He came from a reality show, but you know what? He always wanted to be a wrestler and good for him. I'm happy for him. I've always been a Miz fan. Um, I got to find a picture. I, I met the Miz back in 2010. He still had the Money in the Bank briefcase. I want to say it was in maybe like October of that year. So probably about a month or so before he cashed in. And a uh, nice guy. I'm real happy for him. He's super, super entertaining. Anything you give the guy, he goes above and beyond. He can wrestle. Uh, you know, he doesn't have five-star matches, or I hate that term, five-star. But, um, you know, he's not the, the – I hate the term workhorse too, but he's not He's not as skilled in the ring as other people out there on TV. Um, but he's he gets the job done. His matches are always good no matter what. Uh, he can talk. He can host shows. He does a lot of stuff for the WWE uh, public relations-wise. He's just a good overall performer, very talented. Everything he does is good. Um, I love his show, Ms. and Mrs. Uh, I think he's entertaining. Maurice is entertaining. 
their parents are entertaining. Great show if you haven't checked it out. I believe new episodes start in April uh, on the USA Network right after Raw. Um, check it out. It's a good show. But, yeah, Miz is uh, great. I, you know, I, I have nothing bad to say about the Miz, and I'm extremely happy that he's WWE champion. He deserves it. He's been there for 15 years or so, and always doing what the company wants him to do. So he definitely deserves it. And uh, I, I just wish that he would have a long title reign. And, I, you know, not a long title reign. And I know I'm in the minority here. I'm sure many, many people don't want to see Miz as champion. But he doesn't have to have a long title reign, kind of like, you know, Drew McIntyre had or anything like that. But let him hold it through WrestleMania. You know, uh, for all the reasons I just said, the man deserves it. And uh, it would be really cool to see him go into WrestleMania as champion and, you know, obviously probably lose it at WrestleMania. But uh, you know what? It, it is what it is. And uh, it, being what it is, this coming Monday, The Miz is set to defend the WWE title against Lashley uh, in a singles match. There was some question on Raw this week. They're going to have maybe add Braun Strowman to the match, but Braun lost pretty significantly and pretty, uh, pretty overwhelmingly to Lashley. Lashley almost pretty much dominated him. And um, it'll be Lashley versus The Miz for the WWE title uh, this Monday on Raw. Unfortunately, I don't see any world where Miz leaves as champion. Um, I like Lashley. He looked awesome with the belt on Monday. When he held it up, it's crazy to think, too. He's been in the company since 2004 as well. Maybe 2005. 2005, I believe. And he, as well, just has not gotten that big run with the title. Um, I know Miz had it for a few months back in 2010, 2011. But uh, he was real. He was on fire, the Miz, in... 2016, 2017, even some of 2018, I would have thought that around that time you should have given the Miz the title again. But uh, Lashley, he's been around for years. I know he left for a couple, for a few years there, but he has never been WWE champion. And it looks like, you know, all this buildup that they've been doing with Lashley for the last few months is finally going to pay off. Um, the direction it looks like they're going is Lashley winning the title, taking it to WrestleMania and heading into Mania as champion. Um, we'll see if that actually happens over the next few weeks. We still have Fastlane thrown in there as well, but um, it looks like that's the direction they're going, and uh, I'm fine with it. Lashley, you know, he's been built properly. He's been booked right. He looks like a monster, uh, and I think it's time that he wins the WWE title. Uh, last year, back in, I want to say May, at might have been Money in the Bank, um, one of those performance center empty arena shows that they did, he wrestled Drew McIntyre for the WWE title and, uh, watching it back then I was pulling for Lashley. I really thought he had a chance to win and, um, obviously he didn't, but you know what, this Monday on raw against the Miz, I think it's Lashley's time. I think we're going to crown a new WWE champion on Monday. Um, and then that brings us to the question, you know, where does Lashley go from here? Uh, he wins the title on Monday. I believe that's March 1st. WrestleMania is like six weeks away. He obviously is going to go into WrestleMania as champion if he wins the title. Uh, probably a fast lane, I would suggest, or I would speculate, that we would probably get Lashley versus Miz in a rematch. Um, 
And then maybe at that same pay-per-view at Fastlane, probably Sheamus versus Drew in a one-on-one match. And the winner goes on to WrestleMania to face the champion. Uh, And obviously Lashley will retain in my opinion. And Drew will win the number one contender match against Sheamus. Uh, And we're going to get Drew versus Lashley at WrestleMania 37 in a few weeks here. I'm fine with it. I am. Uh, If there was a way to get Brock Lesnar back and give us Lesnar and Lashley, I'd prefer that. But also at the same time, that match does not need a title. So unless you're going to, unless you're going to have Brock come out next Monday on raw and take out Lashley and cost him the title match against the Miz, which I don't see happening. I, I don't think we got, we have a chance to see a Brock Lesnar, Bobby Lashley non-title match uh, at WrestleMania. But you know what? Uh, stranger things have happened, they say. But uh, I think Lashley versus Drew is what we're going to get at WrestleMania on the Raw side. I don't hate it. You know, it, it, it'll be a good match. You know, I, I really enjoyed the match they had. Like I said, it, I want to say Money in the Bank a few years or last year. Um, but to me, Lashley versus Drew just does not scream WrestleMania main event. Um, and ironically, we'll get to it later, but Roman versus Edge, again, just doesn't scream WrestleMania main event to me. Um, you know, uh, the promo work for the Roman and Edge match is going to be fantastic leading up, but I just, I'm not excited about that match at WrestleMania, especially with the possibility of Edge possibly winning the title. Um, but we'll get to that. Um, Lashley McIntyre at WrestleMania this year will be the direction that it looks like they're heading. Uh, I get it. You know, they want to give Drew his moment in front of fans that he got robbed of last year. He has carried raw on his back for a year. Um, He's had some good moments. He's had some bad moments, but for the most part, I would say his title reign slash two title reigns. He lost it to Randy there for a little while has been successful. And I see that the company would want to reward him for that, um, for doing, you know, for being the face of raw and for carrying the company through a pandemic of all things. Uh, So, yeah, I understand him getting his moment in front of the fans, but I do think they could have just had him go into WrestleMania as the champion and get his moment in front of the fans as the champion during his entrance and have him drop it to somebody uh, at Mania. You know, typically, you know, a heel doesn't win the title at WrestleMania, you know, unless they're just retaining it, but to further along a story, but not. It's not typical for a heel to win the title in a crowning moment at WrestleMania. So I I see what they're doing. Um, The moment will be good for McIntyre to have in front of fans. The only thing I'm not crazy about is for the last year, we've sat here with Drew McIntyre pretty much running Raw as champion. And I think it's time for somebody else to be the champion. Uh, That's why Miz winning was so fresh and so new. so I, I want to see him do more with the title than just lose it to Lashley in a week. And with Lashley, I mean, you know he's just holding it. If he wins it on Monday, you know he's just holding it until WrestleMania to lose it to Drew. And uh, I like Drew. I do. He's he's great. Uh, he's got the good look. He's got good promo skills. His matches are always good. It's just we've had Drew as champion for the last year. 
I think it's time for something different and I want to see something different because, you know, a great moment at WrestleMania, but where are we going after WrestleMania? Who's Drew going to face that he hasn't already faced? The only person I could think of after WrestleMania would be Sheamus, but we're going to get them in a number one contender match at Fastlane, in my opinion. So if that's the case, that's a waste. And then the only other person I guess I can think of would be maybe AJ Styles versus Drew. Yeah, I mean, I, I could see that, and it would be a good match, but I'm just not excited for that. I just want I want to see something different. And, uh, you know, Drew could still, you know, be in the main event and everything. He's Like I said, he's awesome on the mic. He's awesome in the ring. It's just for the last year he's had the title, and I do not want to see him win it again at WrestleMania. Uh, I want him to have his moment. That's why I want to see him walk in as champion, or I wanted to see him walk in as champion in front of those fans. But for him to win the title at WrestleMania again, it's just not something I'm interested in. Uh, speaking of stuff that I'm interested in, and something that shocked me to my core when my friend texted me the other day and showed me the picture, Paul White, a.k.a. The Big Show, is in All Elite Wrestling. Wow. Um, just wow. Wow. I, I thought Big Show, Paul White, was a lifer with the WWE. I did not see this happening at all. Uh, you know, you read the dirt sheets and stuff, and they say apparently he he and the WWE couldn't come to terms on a new contract. He wasn't happy with what he did at Raw Legends Night uh, back in January. Uh, if you don't remember, on Legends Night, he basically just got punked out backstage by Randy Orton. You know, he's not on TV anymore, at least not full-time. Randy is. You want to make the guys on TV look as strong as possible. But, you know, Randy Orton's like 6'4", Big Show's, you know, 7 feet tall. He's got 200 pounds on the guy. I don't know. Big Show should not be punked out by anybody. And ironically, that's pretty much the story of his career. Uh, you know, every week you turn it on and, in the WWE, at least, Big Show, you didn't know, was he a heel? Was he a face? You know, what's he doing tonight? Is he going to look like a monster? Is he going to look like a joke? It's just, he's definitely had uh, a unique career for a giant. And you think about, like, you know, think about Andre the Giant. You could never picture Andre the Giant doing three quarters of the things Big Show did in his career. And I get it, times have changed. But uh, Big Show, especially... Later in his career, he should have been saved as like an attraction and not so much as like a comedy character. Uh, but I mean, I get it. You know, he's a funny guy and he's entertaining. So everything he did, you know, he, he was good in his role. It's just that the role that he was cast in sometimes wasn't what people wanted to see from Big Show. Uh, but you know what? Now. He's in AEW, and uh, he's going to be doing commentary on their new show on Monday nights. Uh, I believe it's called Dark Evolution or Dark Revolution. I could be wrong, but they announced starting, I believe, March 15th. They're going to have a new show on Mondays on YouTube. Um, I'm assuming it's going to be a little bit like Dark, but uh, Dark has kind of been getting, you know, some of those broadcasts run two, three hours sometimes. So if you're going to split it up, between Monday and Tuesday or whatever, uh, that's a great idea. I definitely think that would be uh, beneficial for 
AEW and, you know, for the, for the fans, because you're already watching raw three hours on Monday on Wednesday, you're watching two hours of AEW, two hours of NXT Friday, two hours of uh, SmackDown. If you're real crazy, you're watching an hour of 205 live, an hour of NXT UK. You're looking at six, seven hours of TV. And then you add dark. That's another two hours on Tuesday, impact NWA, it's a lot of wrestling and to ask people to sit down for two to three hours on a Tuesday to watch dark. Um, it can be a little challenging for people who, you know, like me, I use Tuesdays and Thursdays for, uh, time with my wife. Uh, I try to, at least, you know, uh, I watch on Monday, Wednesday, Friday. Uh, so that leaves like Tuesday, Thursday to watch something, you know, that she wants to watch and, not wrestling pretty much so for and then if you're asking somebody to watch two hours two to three hours of dark on tuesday it just gets to be a lot so i think bringing in a new show an hour on mondays i think that's great and plus uh i believe it's going to be on at six maybe six or seven um but you know that's that's good too because people are going to be settled in getting ready for raw anyway might as well fire up the computer, turn on YouTube, and watch some AEW Dark uh, Revolution. So that's going to be good. And big show, Paul White. It's going to take me a little while to get used to calling him that again. But Paul White and Tony Schiavone are doing the commentary. Okay. Let's see how it goes. I uh, Big show is entertaining. His promos were always good. I don't really recall how he was. I'm sure he's done guest commentary throughout the years. He's been there. He was there 22 years, so you would guess. At some point, he did commentary. Uh, I, I'm curious to see how he's going to be. Um, I don't really know. I, uh, yeah, I don't know, but we'll have to see. Uh, it's just really, really shocking that he's in AEW. And his commentary, I'm sure it's going to lead to him wrestling at some point. You know, the guy, he's 49 years old. You know, he's obviously a bigger guy. Hopefully his body is healthy enough to do it. But I definitely see it happening. Um, and one match that instantly comes to mind for everybody is next week on Dynamite on March 3rd. It's Cody and Red Velvet against Shaq and Jade Cargill. And I believe AEW even announced that Paul White will be there next week to discuss his future and his plans and his signings with AEW. So uh, immediately everybody thinks Shaq versus Paul White. They teased it at WrestleMania 32 in the Andre the Giant Battle Royal. I believe they teased it on Raw one time when WWE is at the Staples Center in LA. Uh, it's been teased and talked about for years and years, and now it seems like the stars could align to see Shaq versus Paul White in a wrestling ring. Um, I think, you know, we're a little bit too late. Uh, both guys are older, probably a little slower. Um, yeah, I, 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 I don't necessarily want to see it. I don't, I didn't really want to see it back in 2010, let alone, or 2016, let alone, you know, 2021. But, uh, here we are. I, if I had to bet. I bet it'll happen and I bet it'll do great numbers for AEW and it'll be overall good for AEW. I just think that in terms of that match happening in a ring, it's a little bit too late. Now there's many directions they could go from there though. We could do Paul white versus 
Shaq one-on-one. Or, you know, we have that tag match coming up this week. Maybe at the end, Shaq and Cody shake hands. Cody raises Shaq's hand. You know, Shaq's a, a good guy. He gets Cody's respect or whatever. Out comes Paul White. Maybe stare down with Shaq. Somehow it leads to a tag match in the future. Maybe Shaq and Cody against Paul White and Jericho. Maybe reviving their Jericho tag team from, you know, I want to say 10, 11 years ago. There's different ways that they can go. I mean, we'll have to wait and see. But Shaq and Paul White are both in AEW and working with AEW. So it's uh, it's it's interesting. And it's I'm curious to see where it's all going to go. Uh, but Paul White, Big Show, is in AEW. And uh, I'm just extremely shocked at the whole situation. And I just can't believe that... Like I said, I thought he was a lifer. I really did. And you, you wonder, uh, I saw on uh, on Twitter the other day, Shawn Michaels, The Undertaker, Kane, Triple H, Mark Henry. The only like five guys from back in the day that have always been loyal to Vince and never left. Uh yeah, I mean, you got guys like Cena. I mean, Cena's in Hollywood too. Randy Orton, he might be the only other, the only other guy. It, it's crazy to think about, but uh, Big Show, twenty-two years, Paul White, twenty-two years in WWE, and he's gone. And uh, you think about it too, like man, the Hall of Fame. He was like a lock for a Hall of Fame spot at some point. I'm honestly surprised he hasn't been put in yet, and. You think that's that's gone now, at least for the time being. You know, they they edited Jericho out of the opening video the second he showed up at that AEW press conference two years ago. Uh, So anything that Big Show has done in WWE, unfortunately, is kind of just going to be erased for a little while. Uh, You know, you could debate about his career being good or bad, but... He was there for 22 years. He was a big star. He's He was the big show. Definitely a Hall of Famer, without a doubt. And now it's it's almost all for nothing for right now. And uh, that's one of the things I I, I, I I get it with WWE, how they, you know, like to create their own history and they like to tell their story. And if you're not with them, you're against them. I get that. But... He was there for 22 years. He still deserves to go in the Hall of Fame. And uh, I just hope eventually, whether his contract runs out with AEW or, you know, he leaves there and comes back to WWE or whatever, I just hope one day Big Show could get his nod in the Hall of Fame because he deserves it. And uh, it's just crazy to think about signing with a different company after you couldn't come to terms with WWE. will keep you out of the Hall of Fame forever. Same with Jericho. I hope Jericho gets into... I think they will. Everybody comes back. Everybody comes back to Vince. Um, Right now, I think the only one who hasn't is CM Punk. And, uh, you know, that's another conversation for another day. But if that's the case, you know, 99 out of 100 of them come back. And I think Big Show, Paul White, will one day. But for now, he's in AEW. And uh, 
it, it definitely shocked the wrestling world. And it makes you think who else could be thinking of making the jump from WWE to AEW. Uh, one name I saw, uh, Kurt Angle. Kurt Angle is a free agent. He left WWE. They released him, actually, on uh, April 15th of last year when they did all those releases. He's got a podcast now with Conrad Thompson, the Kurt Angle Show. But, you know, I don't think that prohibits him from doing anything else in wrestling. He's just got a podcast. Arn has a podcast, and he's in AEW. So uh, Kurt Angle could definitely be an option to go to AEW. Uh, and I could see it. And, you know, the more and more that these guys, Moxley, Brody, Miro, FTR, like these guys, Matt Hardy, Jericho, these guys leave WWE for AEW and they all thrive. And now you have a guy, you look at like Arn Anderson, he's in AEW. Like it's just crazy to think how many guys from WWE are in AEW. And honestly, it's crazier to think how many of them you don't even think about their WWE runs anymore. I've said before on the podcast, I am, I was not the biggest John Moxley fan in WWE when he was Dean Ambrose. But now, AEW, John Moxley, he's can't miss. He's honestly can't miss. I watch, I watch AEW and I'm blown away that he's the same guy that was Dean Ambrose in WWE. And it's because the handcuffs are off. He is himself now. He is John Moxley. He's not Dean Ambrose. He's not handcuffed. <laughs> this is a terrible segue, but he very well could be handcuffed at Revolution on March 7th because John Moxley is facing Kenny Omega in a barbed wire death match. I want to say, let me look that up real quick. Let's see. It is called a exploding barbed wire death match. That's right. That's a that is going to be a hell of a match. I don't even know what to expect. Um, Moxley and Omega faced each other in a lights out match a few years ago um, at an AEW pay-per-view. And that was insane. So I'm really curious to see what, how they're going to top it in this exploding barbed wire death match. Uh, it, I, I'm I'm speechless. I really am. Like it's it's going to be something to see at AEW Revolution. Uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really am. I think Kenny Omega is going to retain the title. I think that Moxley is going to get hurt. <laughs> Hopefully, not too bad. But how can you not get hurt when you're in an exploding barbed wire death match? Um, and I think when Kenny wins, it's going to end his feud with Moxley, at least for now. Uh, that'll be their third match against each other in AEW. So I think, uh, I think it's time to put that feud to bed for a little while and move on with Moxley and move on with Omega to a new storyline. Um, Omega is with the good brothers. The good brothers have teased a feud friendship with the young bucks. There's a lot going on on AEW. There's a lot going on. Uh, speaking of the Young Bucks, this past week on Dynamite, 
Papa Buck, their dad, got beat up by MJF and Jericho building that feud at the pay-per-view revolution. It's MJF and Jericho versus the Young Bucks for the AEW tag titles. Um, I like the the segment they did with the Young Bucks dad. It really, you know, brought a new level to the feud, made it a little bit more personal. And uh, I like that. I like when wrestling seems real. And, um, you know, that, that definitely added to their story. I've been saying for weeks on the podcast, the inner circle is turning on Jericho at Revolution, in my opinion. Uh, I think that Jericho's going to take the pin. He's going to get up. MJF's going to hug him, say it's okay, blah, blah, blah. Maybe a low blow. The rest of the inner circle come out yelling at MJF, you know, what are you doing? What are you doing? Defending Jericho. And then, like, they turn around and Sammy comes back. And See, Sammy is a wild card, actually. I'm building building this up in my head here. And Sammy leaving and quitting the inner circle could be a ploy. Myself included, and I feel everybody thinks that he's going to come back and screw Jericho and join MBF, MJF as well. But I feel like so many people are starting to think that that maybe Sammy the rest of the inner circle turns on Jericho and Sammy comes back and makes the save and stays a face with Jericho and says, you know, I told you guys, so I knew this was going to happen. MJF is bad for the inner circle, but I guess deep down in my gut, I still think everybody in the inner circle turns on Jericho with the exception of maybe Hager. Yeah, maybe Hager stays with Jericho. But you know what? I feel like so many people are thinking the inner circle is going to turn on Jericho and they've built this up with Sammy that maybe Sammy stays with Jericho um, just as a little swerve. I'm okay with it. I am. I don't see how you can have Hager and Wardlow in the same faction because they kind of take up the same, um, you know, the same role. They're both bigger guys who they're the muscle. They are the muscle, Wardlow for MJF and Hager for Jericho. So it'll be interesting to see what happens with that. Also on Dynamite this past week, um, they're still continuing to build Team Taz, Ricky Starks, and Brian Cage against Darby Allen and Sting. Uh, Team Taz defeated the Varsity Blondes. Brian Pillman Jr. and Griff Garrison. I have no idea where Griff Garrison came from, but Brian Pillman Jr. continues to impress. Uh, I hope his career takes off at some point in the singles uh, singles action. He's still young, so he's got time. He's got plenty of time as long as he doesn't get hurt, um, which I hope doesn't happen, obviously. But uh, Brian Pillman Jr., he's a star in the making. I think uh, AEW has a great core of young guys. You know, you look at, obviously, MJF, Brian Pillman Jr., um, Jungle Boy, uh, FTR, they're still relatively young. You know, Private Party, Orange Cassidy, uh, Miro even. Like, they have such a great uh, middle-level talent that are only going to develop into big stars in the future. And uh, I can't wait to see it. AEW is really, really doing some good stuff lately. Um Darby Allen is another one. He is definitely a future star, 
uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage. Like it, it's crazy the roster that this that the, the AEW has assembled over the last two years. And uh, at Revolution, I said mentioned it before. Uh, Ricky Starks, Brian Cage against Sting and Darby Allen. Uh, Darby Allen made his return on Dynamite this past Wednesday. He uh, did the Shawn Michaels style entrance from the uh, from you know from the ceiling, catwalk or whatever it is, down into the ring. Took out Cage, took out Stark. Sting came out. They cleared house. Continue to build this storyline up, and you know, I, I it's in, it's crazy to think. It's crazy to think how in WWE, and I I don't like comparing the two, but sometimes it's hard not to. It's crazy to think how in WWE. You can have guys like Goldberg or Edge come back, and the majority of the fans shit on it. Um, but in AEW, you have Sting. Sting, I believe Sting is older than Goldberg. He's definitely older than Edge. I'm pretty sure he's older than Goldberg as well. And you have him come back, and everybody's like, yeah, this is the greatest thing. Oh, my God, this is so awesome. I don't really know where that comes from, if that's just people blindly hating on WWE. Um, and if that's the case, then there's nothing I can say or anyone can say to change their mind. They're just going to feel that way about WWE, and that's going to be that. Um, yeah, it's just it's strange to me. It's strange to me. Uh, me, as a lifelong WWE fan, I was never a WCW fan. Um, so even when Sting came to the WWE in 2015, 2014, I didn't really care. Nothing against the guy. I just wasn't a fan. I respect everything he did in wrestling. I respect the legend that he is. But uh, he didn't do anything for me. I didn't watch him as a kid. I had no sentimental attachment to him. Him in AEW, it's cool. You know, it's cool. I'm happy he's going to get another match because his match with Seth Rollins uh, in September of 2015, I believe that was, it did not end the way he wanted it to. Um, nobody wants to go out getting hurt and being told they can't ever wrestle again. So it's good to see he's at a place where he can come back and, you know, get another match. And uh, it's good for him. Good for him. Um, I'm curious to see if this is it. Or if this is going to continue, uh, you know, th th there could be a story there with him and Cody. There could be a story there with him versus Darby. Uh, we'll have to wait and see how it goes. I, ideally, if I had to pick, you gotta put over Brian Cage and Ricky Starks. Nothing against Darby, but I think Sting needs to take the pin for Brian Cage. Uh, we saw him powerbomb, Brian Cage powerbomb sting a couple weeks ago on Dynamite. Really good stuff. I enjoyed it. Build on that. Make Brian Cage look like a monster. And, you know, Sting's 60 years old. Might be a little older. Age is just a number, but I'm sorry. When you look at Brian Cage and you look at Sting in 2021, if it's a real fight, you know who's winning. And... AEW needs to showcase that. We do, we need to see Brian Cage and Ricky Starks get the win. And then from there, you know what? Maybe you transition to a Sting versus Darby thing. 
kind of where, you know, kind of like MJF being upset Jericho taking the pin, like I mentioned earlier, maybe have Darby upset Sting took the pin and you could build something from there. A lot of possibilities and directions you could go, but I think Sting needs to take the pin to Brian Cage or Ricky Starks, but uh, I think it makes a little more sense with Brian Cage right now. Hangman, Hangman Page and Matt Hardy continued their feud. They got the big money match coming up um, at Revolution. It'll be interesting. This I said last week on a pod, this is not something that I was looking forward to. Matt Hardy, uh, I like Matt Hardy. I just, I'm, I'm just not invested in the big money Matt character. Um, I like Hangman Page a lot. I just, uh, the feud just wasn't there for me. But the promo they did last week announcing the match um, was good. I, you know, it made me a little excited for their match. Hangman's got to win. Uh, nothing against Matt Hardy, but you know, I, I think this is a one and done in terms of their storyline. So I think Hangman wins and he moves on to something else. I don't know what that something else is. He's still kind of teasing that he's in the Dark Order, that he's not in the Dark Order. It's, we're going to have to see. I don't know how that's going to play out. But, uh, you know, Dark Order, ever since the unfortunate passing of Brody Lee, Dark Order are baby faces, and I don't see that changing for a long while. Um Especially when you keep bringing to TV, uh, he's fantastic. I think you know, good good on AEW for you know making that kid happy and doing what they can during this definitely difficult time in his life. So uh, the more negative one on TV, I'm all for it. And uh, with that said, you know, Dark Order are going to stay faces for a while, uh, and I think Hangman's going to stay a face, especially now as crowds start to come back here as we move forward into the calendar year. The crowd loved Hangman. Obviously, he's not going to go when, when this is all done and crowds are fully back. I don't see him drinking out of people's cups, the beer out of people's cups anymore after this whole COVID thing. But he's still an act that the crowd's going to get behind. He could get his own beer. They could have the beer at the timekeeper t- time table. Say that three times fast. The timekeeper table for him. But the crowd's still going to be behind that act. So you got to continue building him up and a win over Matt Hardy. I think at revolution would be really cool to see. Um, Nyla Rose defeated Britt Baker on dynamite this past week uh, to advance in the women's tournament into the finals. Um, That kind of shocked me. I really thought that that this tournament was designed to, you know, continue to build Dr. Britt up. Um, But she lost in the semis. I wish she would have won. Britt Baker should be the AEW Women's Champion. She should have been the AEW Women's Champion since early last year in 2020. She She's the face of that division. Uh, on Twitter, she keeps saying it's crazy how she doesn't have an action figure. And as you can see behind me, if you're watching the video here, uh, I do collect the AEW figures, and it's insane to think that there have only been two women out of the five announced series so far. Um, and she's not one of them. And she kind of continues to take jabs at that uh, against, you know, AEW and uh, people in the figure community and the creator of the action figures uh, and jazz wares. But 
You know, she's the face of the division. So she doesn't have the AEW women's title. She's not winning this women's tournament. She's still prominently featured on TV, which is awesome. And, you know, they continue. They're not doing a bad job with Britt. I just think that she needs to be the women's champion. And when I think about it, it's kind of hard for me to even remember who the women's champion is. I believe it's Hikaru Shida. Yeah, Hikaru Shida is the current champion. That's not what you want. You don't want somebody who watches your show every week, buys your pay-per-views, has a podcast talking about your show to not remember who the women's champion is. They have a lot of women on that roster. They do. I just think they need to start building some of them a little more. And honestly, you got to give Britt Baker the title and just let her run with it. Uh, it's unfortunate Anna Jay got hurt in training this week. We didn't mention that. She's going to be out for up to a year. That's sad because she uh, she's very young, and she's going to overcome this for sure. She'll be back and you know probably better than ever. But she was one of the people who had star potential, who I enjoyed watching. And, uh, you know, she was a good baby face, especially in the Dark Order. And, you know, she wouldn't be champion anytime soon anyway. But you give that title to Dr. Britt Baker, Anna Jay would be a good challenger for, you know, a Dynamite or even a pay-per-view. Um, so it's unfortunate she got hurt. Uh, best wishes to her on a speedy recovery. And I hope she is able to come back stronger than ever and hope uh, she heals up quickly. But uh, Dr. Britt is not advancing in the women's tournament. Nyla Rose is good for Nyla. We'll see if she's able to win it, but I think it's time that Dr. Britt Baker wins the women's title. Speaking of titles, at Revolution, we're going to have a ladder match for a chance to uh, face off against probably Darby Allen for the TNT title. We have a ladder match with uh, the face of the revolution ladder match. It's being called right now. It's Cody Rhodes versus Scorpio sky versus Penta versus Lance Archer versus two guys to be determined um, on dynamite on Wednesday, Lance Archer defeated Phoenix. A great match. Really good stuff. Uh, Lance wins. Uh, you look at that. You look at those names I just read. Scorpio, Penta, Lance, two other guys to be determined. So when you think about that, obviously the first name that jumps out at you is Cody Rhodes. Um, but we've seen Cody and Darby before, and Cody's been a TNT champion already, I believe twice. So I don't think Cody is the way to go with this. Uh Looking at those names, I mean, Lance Archer could be a possibility, but I really think Scorpio Sky would be the guy to give this to. Um, you know, when AEW first started, I believe the first act that came out on one of their pay-per-views before they even had TV was SCU. And Scorpio Sky is somebody who, he's he's a star. He's a future star. And I think breaking him away from SCU in a way and focusing more on his singles act would be a good thing. And uh, I think the way to start that would be to have him win this ladder match. And uh, we'll talk more about revolution next week on the pod. 
Um, we're getting a little ahead of ourselves with that, but I do think Scorpio Sky could be a possibility to win at uh, Revolution and win the ladder match and go on to face the winner of you know the TNT title. Uh, who is Darby Allen right now? But we'll see if that's the case when whoever cashes in that opportunity faces the TNT champion. But Scorpio Sky, I think, would be a great choice. Before we wrap up here on the AEW talk, I do want to mention next week on AEW, big week for AEW. We've got Cody and Red Velvet taking on Shaq and Jade Cargill. I mentioned that earlier with the Paul White note, Paul White news. Um, I don't know what's going to happen with that. I think uh, my gut says Shaq and Jade win it, uh, probably by pinning Red Velvet. Obviously, I don't think Cody's going to take the pin, but uh, I think that uh, I think it'll be a good match for what it is. I think if Cody is involved, he's going to do what he can to make it as good as possible, and uh, I, I think it'll be a good match for what it is. But I definitely see Shaq and Jade Cargill winning. And um, I don't know much about Jade, but from the videos they show on Dynamite and everything, I think uh, I think it won't be too long. If she's decent in the ring, I won't. I bet it won't be too long before they're putting her, you know, in AEW women's title matches. Because, uh, you know, looking at her, she's jacked. She's got a look. She's tall. She's muscular. She definitely is believable. So as long as she doesn't suck in the ring, I think there's a spot for her full time. Um, and also next week, this is something that's not getting a lot of talk. And, you know, this goes, I guess in a way it goes back to the older guys coming back and, you know, taking spots or how you feel about Goldberg edge thing or whatever. But it's also a little different because this guy is not in a title match. He's not in the main scene. He's not in the main storyline, but next week on dynamite, it will be FTR and Tully Blanchard teaming up against Jurassic express jungle boy, Luchasaurus and Marco stunt in a six man tag match. This is going to be Tully's first match in decades. Maybe, uh, Definitely since the 90s, I would say. I don't know if he had any matches in the early 2000s, the very, very early 2000s in WCW or not, but uh, it's definitely been a while, and uh, he's going to get in the ring again, teaming with FTR against Jurassic Express. I think Jurassic Express has to win this. I think Jurassic Express, uh, you know, uh, I could see something, some haha with Marco Stunt pinning Tully, but uh, you know, I, good for Tully, good for Tully, getting back in there after all these years. I definitely think uh, good for him, just just good for him. Uh, that's Dynamite next week. We'll have to wait and see, but every week Dynamite continues to do well. They continue to keep me invested, keep me watching, and um, there's very few things on Dynamite that I dislike. So keep it up, AEW. I really, really enjoy watching, and I continue to watch. And I'll always watch Dynamite as long as they continue heading on this path, and I don't see them stumbling off the path anytime soon. It seems like every move they have made has been a positive one. And uh, we'll see next week with the uh, with the Shaq match if they continue to go in that direction. Um, also, uh, transitioning now from AEW, uh, I'm going to wrap this up soon, but transitioning from AEW back to WWE, uh, a couple of things I want to mention. 
Matt Riddle is the new United States champion. Um, I don't know what's going on with Keith Lee. I, I, I have no clue. I thought he he was sick or he, he had COVID, tested positive for COVID. Then he was, you know, he was out for a few weeks. Then his fiance had it. Then he came back, but then he was gone. He missed Raw two weeks ago. He missed Elimination Chamber this past weekend. I don't know what's going on with Keith Lee. Hopefully he's healthy. Hopefully he's safe. And hopefully he's back very soon because it would be very unfortunate for Keith to, to miss WrestleMania this year. Um, despite his wild booking over the last uh, over the last six months, uh, his ups and downs, uh, he's been a player on Raw uh, recently for the last you know six months. So he deserves a spot at WrestleMania. I think that spot could be against Riddle for the U.S. title, um, but we'll have to wait and see. Riddle's the new champ. He beat Lashley and Morrison at the pay-per-view. Riddle's first title in WWE, I believe. Good for him. We'll have to see where it goes. Um, I, I, I just, much like the Intercontinental title, the U.S. title needs to be showcased as much as possible. Lashley was the champion for a few months there. He built it up. Um, extensively, like I, he, he made, you know, from going from the U S title to now being in the WWE, WWE title picture, he made that U S title mean something. So I hope Riddle can continue that, um, as he's champion going forward. Um, I say this every week on the pod, bad bunny, man, this guy, he's a 24 seven champion. He brings the title on SNL, whatever you say about him, it's going to get eyes on the title. Like there are people who watch SNL who are going to be like, what's that? And then at the very least, even if they don't watch, they're going to Google to see what it is. And then, you know, from there, maybe, the, maybe they'll turn on raw to see what he's all about, see what it's all about. But it was awesome that he had the title on SNL. It, it, there's nothing bad that comes from that. That's only good. And uh, speaking of good, he continues to do well on raw. Um, uh, as does Damian Priest. Uh, Damian Priest is somebody who, in NXT, I could take him or leave him. I really could. I wasn't a huge fan of his. Um, I didn't really watch him in Ring of Honor as Punishment Martinez. So when he came over, I was like, okay, that's cool. He won the North American title. Again, cool, but I really wasn't invested. But him on Raw right now is really cool. I, uh, I'm invested in him. And he's doing well, and I hope he gets a spot at Mania. Um, it's looking like we're probably going to get Bad Bunny and Damian Priest probably against The Miz and John Morrison at WrestleMania. And uh, awesome. Awesome, awesome. Like I said, press. So I have no doubt that he will do whatever he's got to do to make a match at Mania uh, the best that it can be. Um, a couple more things I want to mention here. Uh, Ric Flair and Charlotte, their backstage promo to try to explain and end the Lacey Evans storyline was good because it felt real. Um, with that said, Rick can go away now. I, 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 I respect nature boy and I, you know, I like nature boy, but he, he makes me nervous when he's on TV. I don't know what he's going to say. I don't know how he's going to react. I don't know what he's going to do. And I think it's time for him to ride off into the sunset. Um, you know, maybe at WrestleMania, 
if Charlotte wins the women's title, which I'm sure is the direction they're going to go, maybe you bring him out there one more time for that WrestleMania moment. He comes out and poses with Charlotte or whatever. But uh, it's time for Rick to you know kind of bow out of an on-screen TV role. Um, but his promo backstage with Charlotte was good. Uh, I don't want to say it was all because of Charlotte, but it was a lot because of Charlotte. She carried that segment and it was, uh, it was good. I enjoyed it. I'm glad they wrapped up the Lacey Evans storyline and they didn't just drop it. Um, so they did what they had to do there. Um, Braun and Shane McMahon, it looks like that's the direction we're going to go for WrestleMania too. I do not want to see it. I, uh, God, uh, you know, one, I don't really want to see Shane. And then two, I don't want to see Shane against Braun Strowman. Um, I don't even know like what that even, I can't even picture how that's going to look. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But then you think about it though, like these guys, nobody has a direction. Nobody has a direction. So you're going to do Braun and Shane at WrestleMania. And then what happens after that? You know, I'd like to think that, uh, Braun would win, but Whenever Shane comes back, I mean, he beat AJ Styles. I believe he beat The Miz. Uh, he, he lost to Undertaker, but that's because it's Undertaker. Um, he was with Daniel Bryan, so he, he obviously won at WrestleMania 34. So 33, 34, and 35 WrestleMania. Shane won all those matches, I believe. So what makes me think he's going to lose to Braun Strowman? I don't see it. Um, but then when you think about direction too, you got guys like AJ Styles, Sheamus, Jeff Hardy. They're on Raw. They're in the Elimination Chamber. But where are they going towards WrestleMania? Like, they don't have storylines. There's no stories to tell with these guys. And it's not their fault. It's just that you, they're just not building anybody. I, I don't know. I don't know. Somebody and something they are building is Randy Orton and Alexa Bliss. And I guess The Fiend. We haven't seen him in months. Um, Orton was cutting a promo backstage. He started to spit up blood or some sort of substance. It's very similar to Papa Shango and the Ultimate Warrior from like 1992. Uh, but it's time to bring back The Fiend. You know, uh, I'm already at the point, but especially if this goes any further... I just want to see Alexa Bliss versus Randy Orton. Like, that's the match I want to see. The Fiend has been gone for so long now, two months, that I'm over it. Uh, I'm over it. Like, you're going to continue this. They are building up a Alexa Bliss-Randy Orton feud. That's what's happening right now. Um, obviously, that's not their intent, but that's the direction they're heading right now. And obviously, that's not their intent, but... They got to bring back the fiend. It's time. Bring him back. I thought at the chamber they'd bring him back. I even thought Monday on Raw they'd bring him back. I, I don't know what they're waiting for. Maybe the night after Fastlane. Who knows? Uh, but, you know, at this point in time, I'm more excited for a Randy Orton Alexa Bliss match than I am for a Randy Orton fiend match. And that's not the direction they want to go. Uh, transitioning over to SmackDown. Like I said earlier, Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. They announced it during the chamber. Edge came out, speared Roman. 
pointed to the sign. The pyro went off. Whoop-de-doo. All right. We knew that's what was coming. I like Edge. I really do. He's one of my all-time favorites. I don't even mind now, looking back at it, I don't even mind that he won the Royal Rumble. I wish he hadn't, but he did, so I'm over that. I do not want to see him beat Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Since SummerSlam, Roman Reigns has been built up, and he's been the most interesting person on TV. He's been the best performer on TV. You're building him up for seven, eight months now to have him lose to Edge. Now, I get it. Edge is a little different than your normal part-timer. He's here. He had a match on Raw a couple weeks ago. He, you know, he's he's been on TV. He did all three brands in one week. He was at the pay-per-view. He's not your normal part-timer. But... <clears throat> Excuse me. Roman Reigns being built up as much as he's being built up. That is for somebody. I don't even want to throw names out there, but that is for that is to make somebody. The person who beats Big sorry, the person who beats Roman Reigns for the title is going to be a made man. And I don't think that person should be Edge cuz Edge is already a made man. I'm just going to say it, I guess. Big E would be the perfect example of somebody who could beat Roman Reigns. Cesaro could be a perfect example. You got to build Cesaro up a little more. Even Big E, you got to build him up a little more. But I think Big E is a little further along than Cesaro. But Cesaro, Big E. Kevin Owens would have been somebody. Um, I don't want to see it now with Kevin because, you know, he's already lost three or four times. But that's something. That's what you have to do with Roman Reigns. You don't have him lose the title to Edge at WrestleMania. You have him steamroll Edge at WrestleMania. Beat him definitively. Beat him quick. Prove that Roman is still ahead of the table. And then you move on and put him in feuds with Cesaro. Put him in feuds with uh, Big E. Put him in feuds with Seth Rollins. Put him in feuds with Daniel Bryan. The fact that they wasted Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns in a minute and 33 seconds after the elimination chamber is a travesty. I love Daniel Bryan, but I did not want to see him win that chamber match because I knew that was exactly what was going to happen. That would have been a good spot for Cesaro. You're building Cesaro chamber. You have him win it only to have the rug pulled out from him by Roman Reigns immediately after the match. Doing it to Daniel Bryan. There's so much story with Daniel Bryan and Roman Reigns 
that can be told. Had that happened, what happened Sunday at the Chamber, had that happened, and it would have led to a match between the two at WrestleMania, then I'm okay with it. I would have been okay with it. But the fact that there will not be any follow-up, and if there is, it's going to be at Fastlane, which is two weeks before WrestleMania. The fact that we are this close to WrestleMania and you wasted that match, that moment, that story in a minute and 33 seconds with likely no buildup and definitely no buildup for WrestleMania is a travesty. At one point, I thought Daniel Bryan versus Roman Reigns would be the WrestleMania main event. That's not going to happen. I did not like the fact that they wasted that at the Elimination Chamber. But here we are. It's Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania. Daniel Bryan might get a shot at Fastlane, but again, if he does, he's obviously losing. And we're going to, you know, his journey to WrestleMania will continue. Where does Daniel Bryan go at WrestleMania? There's one name in my mind, and that's Seth Rollins. I think at Fastlane, you build to a Seth Rollins-Cesaro match. That could go either way, but my guess would be Seth Rollins wins. And then you move on to tell the story of Seth Rollins and Daniel Bryan. Uh, the match will be fantastic at WrestleMania. Give them time. Let them go out there and wrestle. Put on a performance. But that's where I think they go. Seth Rollins, Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania. Kind of on Raw, though, kind of like on Raw, we have a couple guys, Kevin Owens, Sami Zayn, Baron Corbin, Big E, Apollo Crews. Where are they headed towards WrestleMania? That's the question. Where do they head, where do they head after WrestleMania? We just had Big E get taken out. He was wheeled out of the Thunderdome. Apollo Crews attacked him, threw the steel steps on him. The Intercontinental Champ, Big E, how long is he out for? Are we going to get Apollo Crews and Big E at WrestleMania? Is it going to happen at Fastlane? Who knows? There's also the possibility of Christian. It's been talked about for since the Rumble. Christian's back. Came back at the Rumble. The possibility of him getting the title match he never got. In 2014, he should have been in an Intercontinental title match against Big E on main event. That didn't happen. He got a concussion, and he missed seven or eight years of his career. Now that he's back at the Rumble, he cleared to wrestle. Maybe that's the match that happens at WrestleMania. Maybe not. We'll have to see. Speaking of Christian, this is going to be the last little bit of advice here. Little prediction, little hope, little dream that I have for you before we wrap things up. Edge versus Roman Reigns at WrestleMania is happening. It's confirmed. It's booked. Could Roman, like I said before, face, say, Daniel Bryan at Fastlane for the Universal Championship? He could. 
He might. That might be where they go. He beat him in a minute and 33 seconds after the chamber, though, so we'll have to see. But to continue to build this edge match at WrestleMania, we have Fastlane. And I have two possibilities. One, Edge versus Jey Uso at Fastlane. Build the storyline up, continue the build. Obviously, Uso and Roman are cousins. Obviously, they work together, blah, blah, blah. That could be something. But if you don't mind the possibility of Roman and Edge touching before WrestleMania, what if at Fastlane we get Jey Uso and Roman Reigns versus Edge and Christian? I'm all over that. I'm all in. The only thing that you got to think about is the possibility, obviously, of Edge and Roman touching before Mania. Typically, I don't like my WrestleMania opponents touching each other before WrestleMania. However, I'd be okay with it this time if it means we get Edge and Christian in a tag match again. We'll have to see. We'll, we'll have to see. Uh, it was a big week this week in wrestling, and it's going to get even bigger the closer we get to WrestleMania in the WWE and the closer we get to Revolution in AEW. Revolution's coming up March 7th in about a week and a half. Next week on the podcast, we're going to break down that entire card. We'll give predictions. I'm even going to get a YouTube video up with me and a guest where we break down Revolution. We talk about all the matches. We build up all the card. We predict it, and we analyze it. That's next week on the pod. But, guys, thank you for joining me. This is Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, the podcast. I'm Brian Chairs. Please, please, please. Go on Twitter, go on Instagram, follow me at TLChairsPod, at BrianChairs7. On YouTube, like I said, I will be putting up a AEW Revolution YouTube video, predictions video on YouTube. Um, all you got to do, go to YouTube.com and search Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, the podcast. Please rate, review, subscribe. This podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, like I said, wherever you get your podcasts, find us, rate us, review us on Twitter, on Instagram, follow us, retweet, anything you guys can do to help me out. I really appreciate it. And last but not least, please go to my YouTube channel and subscribe to my YouTube channel. That's going to be the best way you could help me now. The more subscribers I get, the more you guys subscribe, the more videos I could put up and the better it's going to help me out in the long run. Uh, guys, until next Friday. Thank you again for listening to Tables, Ladders, and Chairs, the podcast. See you next week.